I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, the founder of She Leads Live, Aussie and New Zealand's largest women's leadership and empowerment event. I've led government contracts that create national change and have spent over a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences throughout New Zealand, Australia and Southeast Asia. But things have not always been this way. I remember being in a very dark place. I had anorexia, extreme social anxiety, and I was addicted to methamphetamine. You can go and check out my rather unflattering journey over on my Insta story highlights at the top of my Insta page, at Kate Ruby Aroha. I vividly remember the moment I decided to turn my life around. Since then, step by step, I've continually lifted my vision of what's possible and kept pushing myself to go beyond the fear. One of the things I've learned is that the stuff we tell ourselves in our head, it ain't an accurate reflection of our true capacity. And as women, we can be pretty good at minimizing our power. The reason I do my work is because I see incredible women with so much potential believing the stories that hold them back. And I want to change that. Look, I don't know what journey you've been on or what's in your heart that you want to create, but man, I'm bloody glad that you're here. I know the massive potential that's within you, bigger than you could ever dream of. My hope is that these episodes normalize that self-doubt because honestly, we all have it and light a freaking fire in your belly, taking action and going after your big dreams. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Kia ora, it's Kate and in this conversation I want to talk about something that I get asked a lot and it's something that I've navigated and grappled with and struggled with so much of my life and you know I guess I feel like I've really come to a place that I'm pretty bloody good at doing this Um, and as a result of having grappled with this so much for so many years and um, having really struggled with this thing and having um, I guess landed on my face and having the impact of doing it um, in an unuseful way now, here's the thing, there's no right or wrong in how we do it, but there's ways that are useful and there's ways that actually cause more issues. So what I'm going to talk about is in this, like what I've come to really find is a useful way to um, deal with these kinds of situations. And the situation is this, how do you deal when someone in your life is struggling? And how do you not lose yourself in their struggle while also caring for them and having them know that they are cared about and that they are loved and that they are appreciated while also not trying to do the work for them and not getting lost or even held back in your own um, journey and life and growth because you are busy caretaking for that person who's struggling or because you've got this background kind of a dialogue that, oh shit, you know, I can't be shining or I can't be growing if so-and-so in my life is really struggling because it would just make them feel bad. And these often these unaddressed background dialogues that we're having with ourselves that impact how we are showing up and what we're doing and not doing. And this can be so much background conversation when we're dealing with 
or in the experience of having someone in our life who is struggling, um, how do we navigate that? This is a question that I get so much and I'm really excited to um, share just my experience with it and what I've come to believe. So here's what I believe. I believe that we are each responsible for ourselves, period. And I didn't always believe that. In fact, the core part of my fabric felt that I was absolutely responsible for other people's happiness. And um, certainly when it came to my close family. So when there was upsets within my close family, um, I used to feel hyper responsible for keeping the peace. And I used to feel hyper responsible um, for managing everyone and managing the process of navigating what was happening and people's different things and I was so balls deep in the process of trying to manage people that I ended up getting myself quite sick at one point and I remember and look it was a it was a situation that um, I was in about I'd say seven to eight years ago that brought this pattern within me to a complete and frickin' head where I was literally on my knees just realizing the impact of this over-accommodating um, helper mode that I was in where I was really the caregiver for people, the self-appointed caregiver. And... Um, I remember that moment where it just like it dawned on me as a real realization how I'd been showing up and, and, and the role in which I'd been playing and why I'd been doing that. And the, I, what I saw more than anything was the impact, the impact on myself and my health and my well-being and then the flow on impact of that in terms of to my own children. Like if I'm not at my fullest capacity as a woman, and I'm not caring for myself because I'm so busy caretaking for other people, then that has a major ripple effect onto my children that I really care about. And I remember that was a huge leverage point for me to actually really get the, um, the, the, the ripple effect impact of this caretaking um, kind of mechanism that had been in me, this over-functioning caretaking mechanism. I really saw the impact of myself first and foremost and then rippled out like, okay, so if that impact is happening on me, what is the on ongoing flow of that ripple effect onto the other things in my life that matter to me? I saw my kids, I saw my, my passion marriage, I saw all sorts of things, I saw my marriage. And then I was really like, holy crap. But then I also looked at, okay, but what is the impact of this over-functioning caretaking mechanism within me on the people who I'm caretaking for. And then I started to actually realize that, holy fuck, when I'm over-giving or over-functioning or over-caretaking, essentially when I'm taking on the responsibility of someone else's health and well-being and happiness and outcomes for another person, what I'm actually doing is seeing them as small, and I've got to say, that has a big impact. If we are in a relationship and the dynamic of the relationship is set up that one person is seeing the other person as small, then they get the experience of someone seeing them as small and that in itself has an impact. 
because we start to play into the roles in which that are established. But the other thing and the other impact is that when I was doing it for them, they weren't doing it for themselves. And that is the core of codependency and enabling. And I'm even just going to read actually what codependency is. So from the dictionary of the website, codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. So hear that, you know, to enable another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on the other people for approval and a sense of identity. What I really got to see was that I had this identity <laughs> of being a caretaker. And at my core, there was the way in which I saw myself was as that I was responsible. And this whole I am responsible is something that I have worked on for a least a decade to unwind that mechanism and um, really stand in a different place, which the place that I stand now is that we are responsible for ourselves. My responsibility is to be my fullest expression of Kate. To uh, my responsibility is me, and being at operating at my capacity and um, the impact that my actions have, right? And am I going for my dreams? These are the, all of the things in the world of what I am responsible for. I'm not responsible for any other person at all. Not my husband, not my extended family, not even my clients. And actually that was a conversation that I had to have with myself um, over a number of years was also unwinding this excessive level of feeling responsible for my clients' outcomes. Because that can be quite an unhealthy space to be in in itself. And it doesn't call forth real leadership in others. And so, you know, what I'm about now is about really getting that we are each responsible for ourselves. And that when we choose to make our own health and well-being and growth and living at our own, you know, really showing up at the level of our capacity, when we choose to make that a priority for ourselves, then we will be able to do it. Let me explain. So I also believe that when... Um, someone is struggling, that until they come to a place within themselves where something starts to shift within themselves and they start to um, see what's happening or they start to really kind of really flick that switch within them where they want to make change for themselves, then there's no amount of trying to convince or coax 
or do it for them that will make any actual difference in switching on that thing within them. And I, so therefore, and I, and I remember when I was, you know, the, the, those, that year, that 10 months that I was on crystal meth, I was a pee addict in my very early 20s. And I remember my poor mum running around trying to essentially get me off drugs, trying to help me. And for the whole time that my mum was trying to help me, she was running around with a safety net. None of it made any difference whatsoever until I faced my own rock bottom and then the switch within me irreversibly flicked. Like there was something that impacted me so much that I was like slapped awake. And I remember up until that point, nothing my mum did made any difference to me whatsoever. What it did actually do was have me always running from her. So it set up a dynamic of her running after me and me running away from her. And that was the, the, dy- the, the dynamic of our relationship for maybe about eight months, was this kind of chase-run dynamic. And so none of what she did had me look at myself, it just had me wanting to get away from her. The only thing that impacted me was the thing that actually impacted me. And I couldn't get there until the course of events took place that impacted me and slapped me awake. Now, in that moment, I saw what was happening. I got insight for the first time in a way that I hadn't had it in the previous 10 months. I saw what I was doing. But up until that point, I couldn't even see it. But something happened that forced my eyes open and shocked me so much that I was brought to a place where I could actually choose. And I chose. I chose, oh oh my God, I chose so fucking deeply that I couldn't go back. There was a gestation period that I had to go through to bring me to the point of my own eyes opening moment. And no one didn't matter how much love they forced on me or how much they tried to scold me, could make me have that moment. I had to go through what I had to go through to get to the point where there was enough leverage inside of me that there was no fucking way that I could continue doing what I was doing. And on my own, I chose deeply. Sometimes when we have someone in our life who is suffering, we want to do it for them. We're thinking that if we somehow manage it in a certain way and hide the things from them or, I mean, yeah, sure, I mentioned alcohol, but I'm talking about all sorts of things like depression or just struggling with ourselves. You know, sometimes as human beings, we just struggle with ourselves from time to time. I certainly still do at times. There's some things that I still just sometimes just struggle with myself at periods, right? And there's um, things that I really thrive in and I'm playing it big and it's all really great. But then there's the moments that I just like smack up against myself and I struggle a bit. And so to whatever degree you've got someone in your life that is going through something or struggling with themselves on whatever level, 
it's still not your actual responsibility that they, inverted commas, I wish you could see me, I'm like doing quote marks in the ear, that they change. It's actually their life and their journey and their process. And I really believe that we each actually have our own gestation period with us. And it's not our responsibility or even our right to go in and interfere with another person's gestation period and with another person's process or journey. And we don't know what another person's gestation period is for what they're going through. And I know it's easier said than done. I think one of the things that I've really figured out in life is that it's okay to be in experiences that aren't easy. <laughs> I think that sounds so simple, but the impact of that one kind of realization for me has been really big, that it's okay to be in experiences that aren't easy. Doesn't mean to say that things are bad or that they shouldn't be or it's wrong. I think sometimes we just automatically chuck on a label of good or bad really quickly and then we reduce the situation to a quick summary point of this is bad. Maybe it's not bad, maybe it's not even good, maybe it's just like, hey, it's not easy, it's not an easy experience, it's not easy seeing the people in our life that we love struggle, it's not enjoyable to see people in our life struggle, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually a wrong situation, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that it's bad, that they're even struggling. For the couple of years that Henari in our marriage was um, had depression and you know we, we've kind of loosely labeled it depression but also on the other side of it he was really going through a major gear shift in who he is as a man and those years that the thing that used to drive him that was like the engine driving him was set to a certain thing we had been through such big shifts in our relationship and in, you know, even in who I was and, and the roles in which we were playing that as I stepped into a new role and very independently growing at quite a rapid, rapid rate, the role in which Henari had provided for us wasn't really needed for me anymore at that point. And it was almost like the engine fell out of his driver. Does that make sense? And so what had been driving him just wasn't there anymore. And it's like he, in that, in that time period where he was almost shifting gears, he kind of just like lost himself for a bit. But sometimes we've got to lose what we had to find the new thing and to really discover what's next. And so in that discovery process, it wasn't easy, it wasn't comfortable. And he had a couple of years where there was just um, what he's labelled as depression, but on a deeper level he knows that there was something a lot bigger going on. And I remember in those couple of years he was in bed a lot 
and it was a time in my life that I was personally growing the most I think I've ever grown. I was on a rapid bullet train of growth, really getting my leadership in a way that I'd never gotten before. And I remember the the interesting journey that I walked for those couple of years was one of really coming to understand what it actually is to respect someone else's process and to care and love someone when they're going through their own hard season while not allowing that to be the reason that I hold myself back and not dialing myself down or or kind of like jamming my own growth speed and process because of some background dialogue that oh I can't be really happy and shining and growing big right now because uh, he's really struggling and I also went very hands-off to any degree during that time of trying to get him to a place that I thought he should be. I really remember quite strongly choosing that where he was at was actually where he needed to be at. Even if I didn't see the reason right in the moment, just having that trust and that faith that things really do work out and that for whatever reason he was going through what he was going through right then and there was perfectly designed for something that would come out of this. And just because we couldn't see what was going to come out of this doesn't mean that it wasn't supposed to be. And so, yeah, that I remember just really, really getting, and not just a theoretical way, but really getting deeply that um, it was not for me to interfere with. I wasn't trying, I didn't need to try and get him to a place. And just trusting the gestation period of whatever he was going through. And uh, now looking back, what he can see for himself is that that was such a necessary period for him. It was like a, um, like a dark night of the soul where so much was um, percolating and growing within him. And he needed that space to grow so much and make so many connections. So I, I think it's so easy for us to judge that where another person is at or what another person is going through is some way, shape or form wrong. We just actually don't get the right to say that. We don't have the right whatsoever to make a a judgment a judgment and a label and put a label on someone else's experience and process that's actually not something that we get to do we really i think need to go very hands off other people's processes including our partners including our loved ones and redirect the energy of our focus and our attention onto us being our being on our journey being in our own lane doing the things that we're here to do managing or sorting out or growing through our own emotional stuff 
right? I think it can be a huge thing when I see other people looking at their partners going, oh, I wish they weren't, I wish they weren't, or I wish they were doing this, or I wish they weren't doing that. I'm like, put your attention onto your own damn growth. You've got some shit there that you've got to deal with. Stop looking at them, trying to manage them and fix them. Get your eyeballs back onto yourself and deal with your shit. (laughs) Oh, I cracked me up. Um, But we can use that. We can use people in our life and their things is the reason why we don't grow. Because our attention is so much on trying to fix them that we don't get round to doing um, our own real growth work. Now here's the thing, in the bigger picture, when we are so in our own lane and we really go hands off the people that we love in their process, send them a fuck ton of love. Like really appreciate and respect their journey. Like a deep respect for the journey that they're on even when we don't actually know what's going to come out of it. Who cares? You don't have to see everything. Respect their journey. And get your attention on your own growth and what you're responsible for. Because when you do, and when we do, we grow. We grow, we get up to bigger things, we start playing at our capacity, and then guess what happens? We become a motherfucking light for what's possible. And then you just, we just don't know what that's going to switch on within someone else. And then they can actually be potentially at that place where within them the switch is made. Because they see something that's possible. They're not just experiencing something, someone that's nagging at them to change. They're witnessing what's actually possible when someone takes responsibility and goes for it. And that could just be the very thing that they need is to have some hope. So I hope (laughs) on that note that this has been a useful conversation because I know that often it can be challenging to navigate when we have people in our life that we really deeply care about and they're struggling and um, to see something new for yourself. Feel free, please, to come over to uh, my Instagram at Kate Marie O'Brien and share with me in the direct messages um, what you heard for yourself in this. And if you do have any requests for future episodes, put your request in. I do listen to them. This episode was instigated by a question that I got in my Instagram DM. So thank you so much for sending this question through. And if you haven't yet got it, go over to sheleadershiptraining.com to get the full 28-minute leadership recording. It's bloody good, even if I don't, if I say so myself. And um, it's the recording from the main stage at She Live event last year that I did. It was the main uh, leadership training. So head over to sheleadershiptraining.com and you'll be able to watch the entire replay and get some stuff out of it for yourself. And I will see you in the next episode of She Leads A New Future.